United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Joining us now, Dr. Andrew Scobell, who is a distinguished fellow with the China program at the U.S. Institute of Peace. He focuses on U.S.-China relations, China's armed forces and defense policy, and China's foreign relations with countries and regions all around the world. Dr. Scobell, welcome and how are you? Thanks. Good morning. I'm glad that you are here with us today. I mean, there has been a lot happening um, uh, that's going on right now with recent provocations by China against Philippine vessels. It's nothing new, but it's consistent with Beijing's toolkit of coercive actions, you've said, in the South China Sea that's gone on for really literally decades. Can you just take us back a little bit as to what the the run-ins have meant and why it's so significant? Well, China claims uh, the uh, essentially the entire uh, South China Sea, um, but it bases this on historical um, historical uh, uh, factors, uh, not legal factors. So it's not really consistent with with international law. So two things, uh, China's uh, sought to push these claims through a a variety of of instruments of of national power, um, but avoiding uh, avoiding getting into details uh, because it recognizes that international law is not is not is not on its side. So as you mentioned, over over a set of decades, uh, Beijing has sought to advance its claims through a strategy of what I call slow intensity conflict, really using what people now call gray zone activities uh, uh, to uh, you know, in- expand its uh, control of islands and reefs in, in the South China Sea. And so this latest uh, incident uh, with the Philippines is um, it, it is just the a continuation of that uh, of that slow intensity conflict strategy. In this gray zone, as you mentioned, is it something that China believes is a gray zone? And the rest of the world says is very clear, or it's internationally regarded as such. Well, it's uh, the the term is uh, you know, widely used, uh, uh, but it's not it, it's not so much a a Chinese term, but I think it what it what it uh, draws attention to is activities, provo- provocations, coercions below the threshold of war, and that's China uh, recognizes that uh, or, or doesn't want, doesn't desire a conflict uh, with any country, especially the United States. So this these kinds of uh, provocations are uh, deliberate on China's part to keep it below the threshold of war. And China rec- realizes that the, uh, the Philippines may, may be weak, but it has a very powerful ally, the United States. And so uh, by keeping it below the threshold of war in this gray zone, uh, China seeks to avoid um, escalating things uh, to uh, a conflict that would draw in the United States um, because it would, we would invoke, U.S. would invoke its uh, mutual defense treaty. So what is the role of the United States in this? I mean, is the U.S. responding that's going to defend the Philippines in case of an armed attack? Or what is the nature of, of the U.S. response? 
Well, the U.S. U.S. government's been very clear um, from the from the very top that the a the U.S. takes the situation very seriously, and uh, that that uh, that uh, if China is not careful, uh, it, it would uh, cross cross the line, and uh, and the U.S. would come to the come to the defense of the Philippines. Uh, in in addition to this, uh, a few days after this. Uh, incident between the Chinese and the Filipinos, there was also a very close call between a Chinese jet and a US uh, B-52 B bomber where the Chinese jet flew within a matter of feet of the, uh, of the US, US airplane. Very, very needless to say, very, very dangerous and could have easily uh, resulted in a, in, a, in a collision. So th- this is part of a uh, a wider uh, set of interactions and tensions um, that uh, in, in involved not just the U.S. and China, not just the Philippines and China, uh, but uh, you know uh, other countries as well. Talk to me more about the U.S. allies and the partners in the Western Pacific region, um, because America has this resolve, as you say, and. Um, and actually a lot of staying power in the region. What is China doing to try to undermine the confidence among those allies? The Chinese uh, try uh, to uh, isolate uh, allies, make them message, they're pretty good at messaging that, you know, the U.S. may be your friend, but the U.S. is far, far away, and it's not likely to, it, it may not stick around. By contrast, China... We want to be your friend, and we're here for good. We're not going anywhere, and so it's uh, it's only smart for you to uh, uh, you know to cooperate with China, and, and really, of course, that means make make concessions. So you know the the challenge for the U.S. is to show, you know, demonstrate that resolve, reassure our allies, and that's you know alliance management is is really. Uh, uh, Really unglamorous and and uh, but but hard hard work that's you you've got to continue you know you, you've got to do on a day to day week to week basis. Now, is this the role um, in terms of our foreign diplomats, or do you think that the, the president of the United States can or should be doing more? I think every, it, it's a whole of government, literally a whole of government approach, and I think that's that's what we're seeing. I mean, just uh, just last week. Uh, one of our close, uh, the leader of one of our closest allies, uh, you know, Australia, um, Prime Minister uh, Albanese, uh, was in was in Washington, and uh, so this is this uh, this alliance management engaging with the region from the president on down is uh, is something this administration takes very seriously, and uh, I think they've done a pretty good job. Really important to hear perspective. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Andrew Scobell. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.